Welcome back, people. It's Tassie Squad Podcast, Episode 7, Season 2. We are back. It is currently February 16th. It is 7 p.m. Central Time. We are ready to clown. What's going on, Vince? How are you? I'm good. I just got to put in the side because this has happened every week. So I keep putting the wrong date in this document. It's like I'm asking you to say the wrong one. Hey, I always check just in case. I know. Just so we're always on the same page. I haven't been writing like four weeks. And we're just looking together. Hey, everything else is fine. It's just for some reason I can't figure out. Shortest month of the year. This guy can't get his fucking dates right. How many days? Fucking 45? Who knows? I'm good, though. Today was a good day. Uh, It's 50 degrees in Chicago. It's a little rainy, but I'll take it over the snow. Not for long. And then tomorrow we're about to get absolutely molly whopped with the storm. And then tomorrow it's a total go fuck yourself by Mother Nature. Exactly. (laughs) But it's a good day to have over here, you know? Yeah, gloomy and shitty all day, raining, but you know, now it's going to freeze overnight and like it's going to be getting car accidents tomorrow. Don't even say it. Don't put that juju out to <laughs> the world. I'm not driving. I'm staying home tomorrow. So Listen to this. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah, you please. Know? Stay please safe. Do. Drive your car safe. Yeah, straight up. Well, we've got some strange things to talk about this week, don't we, Vince? Yeah, we brought back another strange and unusual. This one comes from uh, my sector of the internet, the Twitterverse. Um, so a lot of people probably heard about this, but there's a satirical Twitter page called Ballsack Sports, which kind of mimics a like an actual credible like sports account that's going to post stuff and like about articles and stuff. And their favorite thing to do, or the the thing that really pops off for them, is they make posts, they make quote cards, and they've been posting it, like the ones where ESPN's like, oh, like this person said they want to come back or whatever. It's like it looks legit. But the stuff that they put on it is hilarious. And the first one that kind of caught them some steam. Um, do you know who Gary Sheffield Jr. is? I know who Gary Sheffield is. I don't yeah, know who Gary son. Sheffield is. Oh, okay. Son. He's a he's a he uh, he's a reporter and stuff, but he reports on Fox News now. Um, but Ball Sack Sports put out a uh picture of Josh Smith. It basically it said Josh Smith is calling out LeBron saying he couldn't last in his era. Um, that's what the whole article Josh said. Smith, and like Josh Hawks, Smith, Josh, Josh yeah. Smith. Yeah. But they were in the same era. Exactly. It's, it's satire. It's a joke, okay. but people are looking at this and they're like, no way. Like literally the whole article that Gary Sheffield wrote is just like Josh Smith's a fucking idiot. And then at the end, he's like a few things to, to know, like Josh Smith was actually drafted in 2004, which was the year after LeBron. And he's not even in the league anymore. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then they show the tweet from Ballsack Sports on the article. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, it is so funny. And everybody was like clowning them, obviously. And I oh. followed them after that because I was like, you guys are genius. You're going to get so many people. Are they that hungry for content like these guys at like Gary Sheffield Fesh- Jr.? Are this hungry for content? I don't know because I, I was like thinking maybe it's like an opinion piece or maybe they just like let his maybe they just publish everything he puts cause he's been doing it for a while, but it was funny cause the whole time he was just ripping on Josh Smith and really he was just making fun of himself. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And the reason why I brought this up is cause another one was made today and another people, a couple other people just been on it. So they've been posting random stuff now trying to get people to bite cause it's funny. And like, I don't know if you go on Twitter, there's a bunch of people reporting bullshit all the time. So it's always like, watch out what you're, Sources are or whatever. Looking for a so, ball sack bomb as opposed to exactly. a bomb. That's what it is. And people are going crazy. Adrian Wojnarowski actually like mentioned them the other day. It was funny. But he's a legend. Woj is the legend. Woj is the basketball version of Schefter. Hey, Sham Sharania, though. He's from uh Who? he's from Illinois. He you uh call him? his name is Shams or Shams or Shams. Oh, wasn't he on ESPN one thousand for a while? 
He was for a bit, I believe. Um, but he right. he did Bulls reporting and stuff. But he is actually he actually broke more trade news than Woj did this year. So claps wow. to him. Um, but anyway, Ball Sack Sports. So there's another quote card that was made today of Kevin Garnett hating on players teaming up and basically said <laughs> championships aren't valid if you can't do it on the team that you're on. <laughs> it went around, and all the comments are like. KG was the first one to do it. He was. he was the first one to team up with everybody. Everybody's going nuts. Two seconds, you can check the account name and be like, oh, KG was in a big three, and this is ball sack sports. <laughs> but verified accounts, verified NBA reporters and stuff, and fan accounts and everything circulating this saying that KG said this. And now every comment on every single post is just them dunking on themselves. It's just, it's beautiful. It's great to see. And it's not going anywhere because now there's just people everywhere that are just posting fake stuff just to see who's going to bite. But it's so funny to me. Well, if that's any indication of the world we're living in from a media standpoint, is like people don't even read who's the source. Right. They just want a reaction. And it's brilliant by this ball sack sports because they understand the premise yeah. and the catchwords to get people to lose their shit. If it, looks that, po- if it looks professional, people will post it no matter what. Right. If it looks professional, people will post it. Or if it looks semi-credible, people will post it. And now they're getting totally grilled. It's, it's so. Oh, it's juicy. That's yeah, just so, wonderful. You know, don't get duped. That's all I'm going to say. Just, you know. Look at who's posting stuff. Look where the source comes from. Don't get Manti Teo. You know, that's the yeah. only thing I'll say about that. Basically. Don't get Manti Teo. Yeah, he's going to do something about like, you know, treating uh, your girlfriend with respect. And it's going to be a Manti Teo quote next. <laughs> that's like, act like she's awful. never been there at all. <laughs> well, Manti, you would know, my friend. What happened to that guy? You ever wonder what happened to Manti Teo? He played he... for the Saints for a little bit, I think. And then yeah, he kind of just, out. yeah, what? just, you know. He got his little spot in the league, and then he's out of there. I wonder if he ever got a real girlfriend. I hope so, for his sake. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Speaking of a potentially ugly breakup, Mm -hmm. looks like uh, Kyler Murray here is uh, getting a little pissy with the the AZ Cardinals organization, stating that now that there's leaks coming out, Mortensen reports that he's disgruntled after somebody inside the organization basically said that he's difficult to work with and he's a finger pointer and he's all of these things. Um, It's interesting. What are your takes on this? Yeah, I mean, this is someone whistleblowing him or what do you think? It was funny. So like the the Cardinals also deleted all their pictures off their Instagram, except for two pictures of Kyler Murray, which is basically the opposite of what Kyler did. (laughs) But um, the thing, I don't, I don't know, uh, the way that he was quoted on Monday made it seem like he was like, Oh, I made a mistake. He's a young guy. It is what it is. But, um, Mike Garofalo reported of NFL network that, uh, he asked out of the game on their, on their playoff game, the last playoff game with the final minute left. Um, the game already decided Colt McCoy said, Hey, go finish the game with your team. And he's like, no, that's it. I'm done. And then supposedly he's kind of banged up. Um, but I don't know. And then he said on Instagram that all of this nonsense is not what I'm about and vowed to grow and get better. But like, he's the one that started it. (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of think about it. All major quarterbacks in the NFL, if you really break it down, it's, it's the diva mentality, right? I mean, you could even say the same thing about Tom Brady because at the end of his tenure in New England, he was squawking too. 
he was dropping subtle hints too. He was doing shit like this all the time. Yeah. And I still think there's bad blood there because Brady doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he was a Patriot. Still so weird. And something has to happen with that. (laughs) Something has to happen. And I understand, you know, the, the last dance or not the last dance, but the man in the arena. And yeah, I I call that the Brady last dance, but (laughs) technically it is, but for real though, this is definitely something that is kind of, it's pretty uh, consistent with star quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers and all the drama he caused last offseason. Yeah. I mean, so, it, and the thing is, is, he said nonsense. And like the actual real nonsense was like deleting all the stuff off of Instagram, trying to be all passive with it. Which yeah, is stop, being a pa- stop being a Pam, Murray. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like nonsense. It's like, dude, just don't start it. And like I said, people make mistakes and all that stuff. But like. I don't know. I mean, he's they're not getting rid of him. He's staying in Arizona, so he's got to figure out what he's going to do, because like you don't just get rid of a quarterback that you drafted one overall two years. ago. You can't do that. Do you think the Mike Evans thing got in his head? Do you think at the Pro Bowl they were all there just, you know, chopping it up and talking mad shit and saying, like, ah, you don't need that, bro. Honestly, their former teammates in college for at least a year. They were recruited together. I mean, they, they do have a relationship, so. It very well could be something where somebody's in his ear and, you know, who knows? He might have been talking shit about the organization at the Pro Bowl itself. It's all very interesting as to the sequence of events that have happened since that date. And it's kind of apparent as to what's going on. And Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, too, because obviously there's some stuff in the front office that he doesn't agree about. And I doubt he's the only one. You know, I, I guess I could be wrong, but it's just. I just don't foresee an instance where he's not on this team in the next they can't. five, like, six, seven years. What's more valuable than Kyler Murray right now on that team? Like, what are you going to get back that's better than Kyler Murray? I mean, it, basically any quarterback in the NFL today, I mean, what what are you going to receive that has a similar skill set? Really, yeah. no one. It's not like the NBA where you can, like, trade, like, a guard for center, you know? Like, you can't trade a wide receiver for Kyler Murray. It's, he's way more valuable. No. Quarterbacks in, in the NFL have become – like the faces of the NFL, if you really break it down. Yeah. I mean, the minus the rest of the team. And, and, and that's kind of unfortunate because I think more so football on any other sport is more team oriented than anything yeah. else. Yep. Right. And and to kind of lead into that, um, the Super Bowl game, man, was was definitely a team one game. Yeah, Taxi Squad boys were together for the Super Bowl. We were. We didn't post. We probably should have, but we were just we were just balls deep. Too busy kissing. (laughs) (laughs) She likes me. It's okay. Leave me be. (laughs) It's okay, Vince. Whatever. Whatever, dude. dude. Just kidding. Whatever, Uh, bro. Too busy. That was that was a fun game. Uh, The first half was super fun, actually. I should say. So, just a recap of shit that happened. Rams won. Congrats. Go LA, I guess. They got super, they got championships in every sport in the last couple of years. Um, and then Cooper Cup takes home the Super Bowl MVP, which was deserved. I don't um, think so. I don't think. Uh, you don't? I don't know. I don't know. So, Arguable. Arguable. Can you give me give me what you feel about that? Listen, Cooper Cup had a great game. That yeah. last drive is where he showed up, right? Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup had eight receptions for 92 yards and two tutties. Hell of a game. Yeah. Hell of a game. I don't know, man. To me, Aaron Donald won them the game. I agree wholeheartedly, entirely. So that's where I get 
You want to hear some shit, though, that I heard today? Goofed up about what? They vote for the Super Bowl MVP at the two-minute warning. What? Yeah. So I just learned R.J. Bell at Fox Sports reported it. but That's some bullshit. He said it's annoying because Aaron Donald deserves the the award, but they vote on it at the two-minute warning, which is crazy to me. Like, why? Like, so much can happen after the two-minute warning. You don't even know who's going to win. So obviously they vote for guys on both teams. But, like, Aaron Donald's the the reason they iced it. And also, you can vote on something in, like, three minutes, and it's over, and it's done. Couldn't you just create a poll, yeah. like, that's in live time for all the writers, and they just get the link, and then boom? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like they, they like, write it on a piece of paper and give it to a carrier pigeon. They have to wait for them to get all the way over there to give them their <laughs> They boat. give it to the carrier owl from Harry it's, Potter. Exactly. It's, like, obscene. But, yeah, and that's the reason why I'm like, I guess it's deserved, because at that point in the two-minute warning... He was the MVP. (laughs) He just, he basically won the game for them, bringing it all the way up there with eight receptions. But Aaron Donald should have gotten it, but they voted on it already. (laughs) It's just the timeliness of Aaron Donald this game, man. I mean, four Mm -hmm. tackles, three solo. And iced the game. Two sacks. And those two sacks were tackles for loss. I mean, dude, he single-handedly iced those drives. Easy. It's kind of, I don't know, maybe yeah. or maybe didn't have money on it. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm a little, a little bitter about it. disgruntled better here. <laughs> little, I was like, listen, it, it's it, okay. Cooper Cup, I get it. But did you see Cooper Cup's flub at the flub? end of the game? Uh-huh. No. In the interview? No, what did he say? He said that him and Matthew Stafford spent an egregious amount of time together, and that's the wrong usage of the word egregious. It is, completely. But who cares? He's a Super Because egregious is shockingly bad, yeah. technically, is the definition right. of egregious. It's like when someone shits on the street, that's like, that's ugh. egregious. <laughs> that He's shitting egregious. on the street, bro. Yeah, but I mean, also, there's the whole like opposite thing. It's like, we were together so much where it was almost a bad thing. But like, I don't even, that's, I think he just, he pushed it. <laughs> it's like... It's like, this is why you play the footballs, don't you? Yeah, so we're going to get into the game in a moment, but I do want to say the parade today was lackluster. I don't know. There's not a lot of fans in L.A., but Cooper Cup's wearing the Kobe 8 on the front, 24 on the back. That's dope. Clean look. That's dope. I mean, hey, you're in L.A., that's cool. But, yeah, their fans are so fair weather. And, I mean, shout out to the city of St. Louis, you know, the second year that they leave. They would have showed up. They would have fucking showed up. And then, you know, Kroenke steals that team from that city. And adios, motherfuckers, email. I mean, that to me is a little shitty. Like, they purposely tanked the team to leave St. Louis to go back to L.A. And now they're spending arm and leg to get every good player out. They're spending too much money. And getting rid of every draft pick, period. Not too much. Never too much. They want a Super Bowl. Hey, they want a Super Bowl. Banners stay forever, dude. Did you see that they were saying McVay might retire? Yes. How do you, uh, I mean, I get uh, it. Yeah, I get I, it. In what way? He can go to TV. He can work like one tenth of the amount that he's working now and probably get paid more. <laughs> like, I don't think he should because he's a great coach and like he's going to get bored because, I mean, there's a lot less going on in the TV world than there is in the coaching world. I think. The projection for that, it what what would make sense to me, from a standpoint of looking at this from all sides, is 
you ride it out with your best players as long as you possibly can because you're not yeah. going to have draft picks. And then when it all has to be blown up, that's when you just bow out gracefully and you know every guy's on the last year of their deal. And you go, Stafford's retiring, I'm retiring. Done. You think Stafford's retiring with this team? Yeah, where else is he going to go? I know, but I don't know. They're about to start hitting some salary cap stuff soon. Like, this year was kind of the window. They got another year. They got yeah, another yeah. year. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, even so, he's going to have to, if you're talking Stafford Hall of Fame shit, he's going to have to air out a lot of stuff to, to get in the top tens for touchdowns and receptions and yards I, and all that. So. I mean, listen, he's 34 years old, okay? So he's probably got about another three to four years in him if I'll get he before, chooses. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's the timeline. And, you know, if you keep him and Cup together, it's going to depend. It's going to depend. I don't see many other teams in the NFC topping them anytime soon. Maybe the Packers, if, as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, and then you could also argue the Cardinals. If you, I mean, you know football. The Bengals shouldn't have been there this year, you know? Yeah, they should have. There's No, but Get the beginning Get of the, the year, Mike, come on. Yeah. The Bears beginning, beat him. I know. I know. Beginning of the year, all of us were like, yeah, they're probably going to be around 500, maybe under. Lightning in a bottle. And it worked. See, that's what I'm saying. So anybody can win it at any time. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was, it's good that they won here because they, like you said, I mostly got one more year. Um, Aaron Donald also sprinkled in a pseudo retirement too. Did you see that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like he, he's kind of trying to create some demand for himself. He's trying to get some money. Yeah. I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, like, he's modern-day he Reggie White. I yeah, mean, he's he already made it. modern-day legend, basically, in the flesh. The, I mean, I don't know if anybody saw him at that parade today, but 300-pound men usually aren't that jacked. Absolutely chiseled. Jesus. What? what a terrifying what? guy. What are you on and how do I get on it? Next question. Yeah. I mean, that, that literally. What, what an, sort of? He's on an NFL appetite. I'm not going to say he's on broids, but he's on he's NFL on appetite and he lifts a lot. Sure. Hey, man, I'm not saying it. He he's, said got it some, me. he's got some growth going on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. not saying. It's true. I, I mean, yeah, I think 100% he's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if he's not, there's something very wrong with that. It's not like people got all crazy because Devin Hester didn't get into the Hall of Fame in the first ballot. Explain how that's even reasonable. That shit doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> not a, oh, sense. Devin Hester's the greatest. Ever. He was a special teams player, bro. Like, take a back seat. So, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about all that. But, yeah, I, I definitely believe first ballot Hall of Famer. Do you think they just run this whole thing back next season and they try and to. duplicate it? Oh, they yeah. have to. There's yeah. nothing else to do. They don't really have a choice. <laughs> like, and I don't, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to go back in after you win a Super Bowl with basically the same roster. If you can do that, then you're good because everybody on the team's won. So, yeah, I think they do. Uh, I, you know, I hope they make another good run. I'm not trying to say they're going to win the Super Bowl again next year, but hey, man, like they got one more year. So make it count, I guess. <laughs> Bears, early prediction. Bears. Yeah. Go ahead okay. and sprinkle a couple dollars on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, think about it. If you would have put money on the Bengals to win the flipping Super Bowl yeah. in the beginning of the season, you would have cashed yeah. out heavy. To be in it, not to win it, but yeah, for sure. Heavy. Heavy, um, heavy. All right. So like actual actually at the like in the game, game stuff. Real game game stuff. stuff. Um 
There was a couple things. So the beginning of it started out fun, right? They were kind of trading off. OBJ was going off. He gets injured. That seemed kind of like it was it was a turning point for the Rams. You know, yeah, what I mean? and I thought after that, I mean, hey, you never want anybody to get hurt, but I, I was like, man, if they're without OBJ, you got to shut down one guy, and that's who the it's offense tough. is going through. Yeah, and they and failed to do it. They, I mean, they did though until like the fourth quarter, and that was the thing. So I was looking back um, at the beginning of the second half, and it was three, three, and two, three and outs in a row. I think maybe three. Um, where McVay was kind of just like, we're going to run the ball. And like, they went two, they went two drives in a row where they ran it for the first two downs. And then third down, it was kind of just like Chuck and pray. The second one was a flea fic- flicker from acres to cup. And then he threw it to Stafford and it was like just a bad throw. Um, so I don't know what happened, but that third quarter was kind of like a lull. And then the Bengals kind of took the lead back, but it just, for some reason in the second half, both quarterbacks got like minor injuries, I guess. Maybe Joe Burrow sprained his MCL. That's that's the story out right now. But then all of a sudden they both like kind of came back and the Bengals couldn't do shit and the Rams could. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. It seems to me like that offense just went really stagnant for Cincy, and I don't know why yeah. the play calling wasn't in the fourth quarter to run the football and run it consistently and run it often. Because Joe was just getting smoked. Dude, you needed to protect them, and once they okay, once they're starting to take it away, then then do everything you can to now throw the ball, get the ball out of his hand quick. It just right. seems like poor coaching and poor planning on the route of the Bengals. Uh, although they did get totally fucked on that last drive with that holding call. Yeah, that was so talk about egregious. That's been the that's been the chatter the last couple of days for sure. Um, but I mean also. That 75-yard T. Higgins reception was offensive pass interference. So, like, I don't know. If you're going to trade arguable. fouls. Arguable. Ah, not arguable. He just had his hand completely in his face. Whatever. <laughs> I just really I mean, wanted Joey B to win this fucking game. I know. No, I know. And I to talk about bets really quick because you brought it up a couple times. So, Mike and I both bet on the Bengals. 100%. So that kind of that kind of hurt our feelings. Um, So damn close. So, I... I Put in a little bit of money on heads. I got that off the bat, and I was like, ooh, feeling good. Looks like it's going to be a good betting day for me. I proceeded to lose every single bet after that. I, I didn't even win a bet. So really? You can't yeah. Even, just... Like, no, I was I was mush. I was absolute mush on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and the, and we anybody who's listened to this knows I've been going back and forth like, oh, I'm probably going to take the Rams. I think last week I said I'm taking the Rams, and I woke up on Sunday, and I was like, it's Cincinnati, baby. You were and like, I get never... the gat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the gat. We're about uh, to gritty our way out. Yeah, so that didn't end up working out well either. Oh, question, though. Did you see Joe Burrow at Kid Cudi's concert? Yeah, dude, he's jamming. Yeah, but it's so depressing, you know? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was after the game. You know what? It shows the kid's got a short memory, and he's ready for next season. I mean, even in his press conference, he said, I don't anticipate being the, the last time I'm here, so yeah. I'm going to continue to just work, and we'll be back soon. And, he does and I have think... to start packing up two outfits, though. Why is that? You can't be leaving a Super Bowl loss in a zebra suit. <laughs> That's a he, was in a different, he was in a different outfit. Was he? It looks like it was the same gray one that he was wearing. No, he he was in sweats because he probably oh, okay. had some he sort of knee brace else. on. Yeah. He oh, probably had some true. sort of knee brace on because he got fucking rolled over. 
Yeah. Not good, man. Not good. That seven sacks. Be... Take seven sacks this game. Yeah. Is this is this the Super Bowl with the most injuries? I think it's probably the the most I've seen. I've never seen an NFL player in a Super Bowl tear their ACL quite like that the way Odell did. And and, and here's a here's a thought process. Do, do, do you think they need to just ultimately get rid of the turf? Because a lot of these guys say they hate playing yeah. on it and they get caught up on it. And it's it's not really good for anything or anybody. Just follow the money, kind of. I don't know if they're trying to get it resodded every year. And like those dome places. They I mean, no, money. I agree. I know I agree. But like, you know, they can say it as much as they want, but they got to get somebody to actually make a decision. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to. Like, Side- Are they going to grow grass in an indoor stadium? Do what the Cardinals do. They push it outside. They grow it outside and then push it in. Nick Sirianni. Hire Nick Sirianni. There you Boom. go. He knows how to grow shit. He knows how to grow plants. <laughs> you know? I mean, listen. Yeah. It's, it's a story, Morning Glory. I um, I would say, though, this game was very... At the end, I was like, okay, here we go. Joey B got his time to shine. Let's go. Why are they throwing on fourth and one? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Um, I will say, though. If Samaje Perrine was like, or P. Ryan, excuse me, was like, I don't know, half a foot over, he kind of makes that catch. And it might be a different game. I know that's all hypotheticals, but to be completely wrapped up in less than a second, like it was, and actually having a play that was maybe makeable was just impressive. To me. Well, if you saw Donald <laughs> makes the tackle, of course, and he like basically wrapped his arms around dude's waist and just pulled mm-hmm. back with all his might. I mean, yeah. And w- my next question is, why isn't Joe Mixon in the game right there? He's been yeah. plowing people over all the game. I don't know why you're not giving in the last like four years. Like, you know, like if you have a good like he's he's one of the top backs in the AFC for sure. He's no arguing that top five. Yeah. If you have that guy, he's been consistent for you through the losing season. He's been consistent for you through the winning season. You want him in when the Super Bowl's on the line, right? Like that's in my Game's mind. On the line, get the guy in the game. Yeah, like that was that was the last play, the last offensive play of their entire year. Like he should be playing. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't in. What's even worse about this is the fact that if you go back and you look at the play. Jamar Chase, I'm talking about the fourth and one. Yeah. The final play. Jamar Chase wide open. <laughs> was wide open. Ramsey like, fell down. Yeah. If he had five seconds, it would have worked out. If he had literally maybe even two more seconds, he finds Jamar. The game's over. The game it's, is literally over right there. Jamar Chase is gone. Yeah, that. Yeah, it hurt. And I, I mean, oh, like we were man. we were in a house full of we were all going for Bengals. It was it was Bengals betters. Basically, it was a house full of Bengals betters. House uh, full of BBs. And I've never seen just like a bunch of grown men just like so down on their luck together. <laughs> this, it was kind of was, it was oh. a community thing because we were all kind of doing it together. <laughs> we were all like gung ho. We thought this is it. We were all in that last tribe just really trying to make sure that. You know, this wasn't going to happen. Although right after that holding call, I was like, fuck it. They're scoring. It felt over. like it. And it's dude, over. that's the thing. The refs like were non-existent for the first three quarters and really the half of the fourth quarter. Oh, they didn't exist. They let them play all fucking games. So and it was I, just and that last drive. And you came up to me verbatim and you were like, I love how the refs are just letting them play the game. And then like the end of it was just ref fest. It was brutal. 
does it does it make anybody feel like this shit's rigged? I'm just saying. I'm not NFL conspiracy. rigged, dude. People have been saying it. NFL rigged. I don't think that's true, but I don't know, bro. People say I don't it. know. I don't know, man. I you know these calls are terrible, and you know I guess if you're rooting one way or the other, you love it or you hate it. So well, why we would they want? Why it. would they want the Rams to win? I just feel as if their fan base is smaller. We proved that. <laughs> oh God! If the Bengals won, it would have been absolute fucking pandemonium. Dude, skyline chili on everybody's head in Cincinnati. What is skyline chili exactly? Dude, it's spaghetti and chili and like cinnamon and cheese. Gross. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had it, uh, so There's I could be explaining it incorrectly. Version but... of spaghetti that we found it. You know what? I'll try anything once. I'll try that, but I'm. I need the mod nod. It sounds good a little bit, you know. It sounds like gross and weird, but like really, if you think about it, it's just like meat sauce, x nay the tomatoes, and then (laughs) put on some cheese and call it a day. Listen, my inner fat kid's open to try anything. I'm just saying, it just on paper, it doesn't sound very good. You know, it's like the 2005 White Sox. It sounds exactly. It sounds like me in college just going into my cabinet. It's like, listen, I don't have any money to pay for food. So I'm just going to kind of combine all the shit I got here and hope for the best. Hey, that's why ramen's the best. You know, hey, if anybody ever tried this and a lot of people look at me crazy, put a little dab of peanut butter in your yeah. ramen the next time. Oh, yeah. you eat. oh, absolute slapper. Anybody who is fucked with ramen or like Thai food or like any of that shit or like a lot of like Asian cuisine, peanuts are a big deal. Peanut sauce peanuts, is a big deal. You throw sauce. a little bit of peanut butter in there and then it caramelizes because there's sugar in it. It's mm, chef's kiss. Splendid. Speaking of that shit slapping, yeah, this halftime show, yeah, was like just I was bouncing in between rooms. I was jamming the fuck out. It was so dope. Yeah, I we were again we were together, so we were bumping and like you know, as a musician such as myself, I fuck with it hard. I fuck with it so hard. My boy Anderson Pack showed up and played drums for Eminem. The thing I'm seeing around there is everybody's like, oh, like anybody over 30 is going to love this. Like anybody or 30 to like 50 or whatever it was. I'm like, fuck you guys. 26. And I'm, I was lyricing it with you. We were all jumping. Oh, doc. I mean, I grew up with the 2001 Chronic album. I mean, that that is like in my brother civic. I was six and I was listening to that. Well, shit. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, we live next door, Vince. I mean, right. if you kind of, you, you got, you got some taste of it, you know, That's growing true. up. I mean, you kind of knew what was See, big what. baby Mike in the front, just head bumping. Like, I'm, Absolute, trying, to get, big, I'm trying to get like that. My boy, big, I'm trying to get like you, <laughs> my boy, uh, big baby Mike. I mean, Hey, I love it. I love it. No, I, I just, it was just my childhood and music personified. It was amazing. It was such a fun show. Um, you really show your age when you start asking why 50 cents upside down, too. I'm just saying that. Not yeah, you, no. But like people. People are like, why is he upside down? It's like, go like, watch in the club. Go watch, video go watch the in the club video. <laughs> yeah. Go watch the in the club video. And when he did come up, I was like, I was like oh, shit, 50's upside down like the in the club video. I didn't think he was going to be there, but he was. And I'm like, oh, God, this is like Interscope all just revitalized. Yeah. Like, people were so saying cool. he looked fat. Uh, 50 Cent used to be completely stacked as a young man. Dude, like, 50 he's Cent's not, like 50. He's not fat now. He's got a 50-year-old's body. Just <laughs> give the guy a break. He's 50. He's, he's in like, the club still. He's still like ripped, though. That's the thing. He's just like, he's got old man strength now. He's not like a fucking young gun anymore. I'll post that Spice Adams did his version upside down on like a weight rack, like eating chicken. It was fucking Dude, hysterical. <laughs> dream guest on this podcast, Anthony Spice Adams. Oh, what made it happen? 
We'll make it happen. We're, Someone uh, text him and tell him that I want to interview one him. One of these days, we're going to make it happen. I'm going to just, I'm just going to start spamming Anthony Adams every, every week. And just I be don't like, think hey, that's going to work. I think he's going to hate that. No, no. Every week, <laughs> be like, we need you on the show. Local to Chicago, former Bear legend. I mean, he's big, but we yeah. could totally do it. I think so too. And he's, I mean, he's, I think he lives in the area, if I'm not wrong, but. Oh, yeah. Um, did you hear the, what the sound system sounded like at the sh- at the actual hysterical. Super Bowl? Hysterical. Dude, it sounded awful. On, it was great. It was great on TV. Oh, because yeah. Because obviously they're getting like straight lines from the mics into the TV, into the audio. But in the stadium, you couldn't hear shit. <laughs> no, you could not. You it, Which was hysterical. People are like, this is what it sounded like. It's the city of entertainment. Figure it out. Like, what's going on? Oh, man. It, it was uh, terrible. It was terrible. Like, like even Tampa it, Bay did it better than they did. In Tampa Bay, there's no, like, musical artists living there. Like, what the fuck? They should have all the good shit in L.A. The weekend crushed it, that Super Bowl. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. But I will say I'm just happy there isn't, like, some Illuminati-driven, like, thing. Like, did you see the Super Bowl? It was a portal into hell. Illuminati. I'm like, oh, God. No, oh, there was a bunch was just... of that stuff. Someone said that it was, like, uh, it was, like, an, an, it was, like, anarchy, and it, like, was, like, too sexual. And I was just, like, what about that was sexual? I was, like, you're getting hot and bothered oh, about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> like... Dude, Snoop's is gonna be Snoop and Eminem. You know, I I, I thought they would have chose. I would have thought they would have chose a different Eminem song. Like I understand, like the lose yourself, but like it's not so I think it's just the biggest one. I think it's just his biggest one. Like, like give me some, give me like some D twelve. My band <laughs> hysterical if it came out to that, dude. Yeah, right, dude. I would have. I mean, I would have jammed, but I'm pretty sure that's not a. Uh... It's not kosher for the airwaves. <laughs> no. And, and, hey, Kendrick, Kendrick killed it too. Kendrick I mean, Kendrick it. was the icing on the cake for me for that. And it was just, it was a and wonderful. It helped out the youths, all the youngins that were like, hey, I don't know who any of these fuckers are. They knew who Kendrick is. Is this the official stamp of the fact that I'm kind of old now? I think so. That, like, they're like, ooh, here's for all you millennials. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been seeing all like the 40, 45 year old, 50 year old people on, you know, the Twitter again, um, where they're like, oh, I remember back in the day we used to like complain because like Aerosmith would play and like fucking. Right. I don't know. A bunch of random stuff that people weren't into. Not even like 30, I guess, 35. So around your age. But they. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm getting close to. But they're like, oh, they. We finally thought, oh, they figured it out. They're like playing young people's music. And then you just kind of look at how long ago you were born. And it was like, fuck, this is where the core demographic now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that's, hey, we all got to go through it. And then I guess we're just going through that time right now. Hey, that's fine. We'll be listening to a lot of cool Super Bowl halftime shows for a bit here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'm in for all of it. Just give what me I mean? the uh, give me the uh, like Jay-Z Beyonce one i'm cool oh they did that a couple years ago oh yeah beyonce and bruno came out for Coldplay, which is cool that is cool that is cool true story speaking of jay-z do you know jay-z was the main writer on still diary yep he wrote all of the lyrics to that and it's one of the cooler uh it's one of the cooler uh rap uh what do you call it like i guess like the tangents in there it was beautifully written song the uh the lyrics are dope Shout out to Jay Z. He was rapping there. Beyonce was there. She was rapping there. It was, you know, 
It's L.A. and the stars are going to come out. Yeah, it's funny though. That's funny that the that the parade wasn't very well attended. It just goes to show you how weak the fan base is. Yeah, and like everybody had a box, and like everybody who was anybody was there, but they actually didn't show up for the fan base purposes. And that's what happens when you move to a city that doesn't want a football team, and then you put another football team in that city. Just... They actually technically have two football teams. That's what I said. They put another team in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and the the only team that has less fans than the Rams is the Chargers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute mess, man. Watch um, the Chargers. Shout out Anderson Pack for drumming. That'd be fine. That'd be fine, but no one's going to show up to the parade, and it's a real pain in the ass. Yeah, true. Well, let's go into some game plans here for each team going into the Mm offseason. Let's start specifically with Cincinnati. Minus, you know, very, very apparently, you know, an entire offensive line. Entire one. And get rid of everybody. Fire the lot. How do you think they build that? Do you think they build that through the draft, free agency, combination of both? What what do you think is the, the right path here for this franchise? I think they have to take the Chiefs model because the Chiefs offensive line was pretty good this year and they were bad last year. Um, So I think it's going to be majority because, I mean, you can get an offensive line at the end of the first round. It's going to be pretty good, but you're going to have to do majority free agency because at this point you're assuming that you're like ready to go. Like we're a good team now. Um, You don't want to blow it all up, obviously, and try to like make those big trades, but you're going to have to go get three, four guys to put on that line. So it's got to be free agency. I haven't looked at what the free agents are this year for offensive line, but I'm thinking that you're not going to get a bunch of top dollar guys. But if they can work together, maybe hire a new offensive line coach, it might work out. I don't know. The Chiefs, it worked with the Chiefs. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You know, I don't know if it's going to be so much the coaching, because if you're coaching nobody's, no offense to anybody, it's going to be yeah, difficult. You can't, you can't teach a five, six white boy to dunk. <laughs> no, you, you just can't. It's just outside yeah. of the game. Now, yeah. I do know that the center for the Bucks, Ryan Jensen, 30-year-old, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is a free agent. He is. And yes, I did see that. You're right. He was Brady's guy. Yeah. Even in – uh, he was in New England too, no? I don't know about all that. Maybe at some or point. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was. Maybe New York, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Either way – we might see a large influx of players here start gravitating towards Joey B, a la Tom Brady, because you heard Gronk say, um, I want to go play with that kid. And, and then they yeah. should. Oh, the, you he, know, <laughs> he's got the juice. Whatever it is, he's got the juice. And I definitely believe he will be a staple in this league for years to come. I believe this is Brady. Uh, just point really imagine. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's great. I mean, because you have the offensive weapons now, and you have them all under control dollar yeah. wise. So now, as a, as a team that doesn't like to spend a lot of money, that's my concern. Because in the history of this, it's not franchise, even that they don't like to, they just don't. Right. So it's like <laughs> they just don't do it. <laughs> go build an offensive line around this kid. Protect this kid because that seven sacks. You're lucky the game was a three point game. Let's just put it the only way. reason the only reason it was a three point game is because of him. Like, right. There's no there's no way around it. Like it's you got a bad offensive line. And we were saying this at the beginning of the year. And that's why, like, I mean, they went 10 and seven this year. They weren't the best team in the AFC. They were fourth seed or something like that. It worked out great. If they play the Chiefs like I'm it's at least 50 50, if not like nine times out of 10, the Chiefs are probably going to win that game. So, like, I don't know. There's. They say luck is the best skill. They got pretty lucky this year. 
they played well, but they got they got some luck on their side. Like it's gonna now they're being hunted. <laughs> you know now they're the hunted. They're, they're not, not they're not the hunter. They're being hunted. So like now every yeah. time someone goes in there, they're like, oh fuck, they beat everybody to go to the Super Bowl last year. We got to make sure we we show them. And that's gonna matter with the offensive line because if you got a D line that's geared up right to smoke some people, you are fucked, sir. And oh, Joey yeah. B already has another injury. Well, that's the thing. If they don't keep him upright for the remainder of his career, I don't know how much longer he'll have in the league. And I don't know how much longer he's going to be in Cincinnati because he's going to be like, hey, you guys are murdering me every year. <laughs> and that's the thing. Him and Jamar's deals are up basically like a year apart, not yep. even. So it's like wherever he goes, he'll go. And and if that is the case, I don't and know. And there's still time. I think they both got like three more. Or Joe's got like three more years. Jamar's got four. I think, like I think Joe's such a loyal dude that he wants to do it in Cincinnati. Ohio. I agree, guy. but if you get murdered for four years straight, it's gonna be like okay. Yeah, be like, All right, fuck this shit. <laughs> let me think. Let me make a business decision here because he's also not an idiot. True. No, he's not. He's a smart kid, man. I I give him credit. He uh, he's got what it takes. He's got what it takes. I I definitely foresee this franchise. Do you think they have what it takes to repeat next season, or do you think once again back to that model of now they're the hunted? I heard Ryan Rosillo talk about this yesterday, actually, I don't like which. That I love that guy. I love that guy. Um, that's good. It's a little bit, a little bit of parody in the podcast. Um, but no, it it's interesting because he like brought up some of the stats, and I'm kind of butchering this because I don't know exactly what it was. But the paraphrase the team that loses the Super Bowl rarely goes back. Rarely, hmm. and it, I I don't know. I think it's more likely that the team that wins it goes back than the team that loses it because it's a little. You don't get any more break in the off season. There's a little more it's a morale boosting. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's get it going. We almost got there. We were at the pinnacle of it. But I don't know. I don't like the damn Marino thing, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Like oh, fuck, don't bring this shit up. He's a great quarterback. He won his second year and he never won again. So he like he never they won have... actually. No, he went. Oh, I thought you said he went he to won. the Super Bowl. Yeah, he didn't even win it. Right. Nope. And then he never went back to the Super Bowl again. And everybody's like, they're going to go back. They're going to go back every single year. At least that's what I heard because I wasn't alive then. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, just, I, I hope that doesn't happen. And I think they have a lot of talent on their team. But I don't think I don't think they're going like think Baltimore. Everybody was injured. So they're going to have some vengeance next year. Kansas City sure as hell is, probably isn't going to lose two times in a row. You got the Bills. You know, if they don't get matched up with Kansas City, they're probably a harder matchup for the Bengals. And then, you know, Chargers are coming up. Raiders are already a pretty good team, and I don't care that much. The Colts are pretty good. Like, they're probably going to want to come back and do it. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of beasts in the AFC right now they're going to have to conquer. Well, the Colts, let's pump the brakes on the Colts because from now what I'm reading, Chris Ballard's coming out and saying, we're off, Carson Wentz. I fucked up. We're done. If you're reading these articles and you're paying attention to the Indianapolis news cycles, I'm telling you right now, Carson Wentz stays over there at number. They got so fortunate for so long. Yep. It's going to be like the Packers. It's going to be really similar to the Packers, I hope, honestly. I have a prediction. I have a prediction for the Colts. Jimmy G. Okay. Jimmy G. Game manager. Game manager does very well with a great running game. They have it. Great protection, weapons, good defense. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not going to make as many mistakes, and that's what's important. Cause like, right? He'll keep you in every Carson game. He's Wentz not going to make these stupid fucking throws. Or Carson Wentz is like D D rate Stafford. Cause like I know like last week I was like Stafford's got to make sure he doesn't make any bad decision. I mean, Carson Wentz only. Picks. Ex- and that was the picks. thing, and it ended up working out. But it was probably a lot closer than it should have been, and that they wanted it to be. Carson sure. Wentz is like Stafford without. I mean, he has a good arm, but like he's no, not. Don't compare the two. Don't compare. Yeah, the, two. the only the only similarity between the two of them is that they were both drafted first. <laughs> don't compare the two. Carson Wentz comes from the middle of nowhere, in North Dakota. Max Actually, Stafford's Carson Wentz was second, wasn't he? Or was baller. he first? Uh, he was the first. Him and Goff. Pick. What a horrible draft. <laughs> yeah, or it was like one and two, whatever. Him but and Goff. Yeah. Oh, poor Goff. No, not poor Goff. I mean, he he made it to his. No, Super he's Bowl. all right. His girlfriend's hot, so he's good. Yeah, well, I mean, you hope so, but. Stafford's always just been a legend, man. Phenomenal yeah. athlete. And, uh, phenomenal okay, player, so everything. everybody's been saying it. It's a conversation everywhere. Is it kind of pointless? Yeah, because nothing's going to happen. Is he a Hall of Famer? Who? Stafford. With a Super Bowl under his belt? I. It's difficult to say right now. If he he's 12th all-time on the passing list right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. If he gets into the top 10 over the next four years, if that's what he's got left in the tank, then maybe. Mm-hmm. And you might you add another Super Bowl to your legacy, very well might be the case. Because you got to understand, I mean, for how long did he not have any support and he had yeah. nothing around him and he had a terrible franchise to, to lead the pack here? And he goes to show first year on a real team, wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, Richard so, Sherman. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Yeah, I saw this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Break just Richard Sherman. Sherman. Richard Sherman was talking, as he does. He has podcast, which I, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I, I like people with podcasts, personally. But he was talking about. What's that? Who, us? The people yeah, like I us? Like, I like you. I like me. <laughs> I like you. I like me. You know, we're, we do we do because it's, we love it. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, so Richard Sherman's like, he's never the best in the game. The first rebuttal to that is like, no fucking shit, Sherlock. His entire career, he was he was in a league mostly with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So fuck off. And Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, you're not going to. Those are all those all three. Of those guys are Hall of Famers. But to me, if he goes top 10, so he's 12th in passing touchdowns, 12th in passing yards and 11th all time in completions. If he goes top 10 in all three of those, which he can do if he plays four more years for sure. I mean, you kind of you kind of got to put them in, in my opinion. And it's like the NFL is not like the baseball writers. They let in a lot more guys than the baseball writers are going to. It's just weird because there's a whole flock of quarterbacks now where it's like Brady's obviously in. Peyton Manning's already in. Rodgers is going to be in. But then you got like, you know, the Big Ben, fucking Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Matt Stafford's part of that group. I Like, who do you let in? Because, like, I, I mean, Eli's probably in, right? Eli, I, I could see Eli getting in just due to the Big fact ben? that he's eh, maybe. And then Rivers think, is but, Rivers is higher than both of them on the all time list for receptions and yards. It's difficult to break down. At some point, maybe I don't think Rivers or Big Ben were that much better than each other. I think Big Ben in his prime was better than Rivers in his prime. And he won Super Bowls. <laughs> and he won Super Bowls. I mean, he so, had, obviously know, that defense, but yeah. There's a thing, and, and it's like, okay, let's throw that back on Richard Sherman. Is Richard Sherman a Hall of Fame quarterback? 
don't is know. He? I'd have to look at is he? His, his prime was so short. His prime was so short, and not only that, he won one Super Bowl, and then after they lost the Super Bowl, the Legion of Boom was totally disbanded. Yeah, and like it wasn't him. It was like fucking Bobby Wagner and Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor, all those guys, yeah. Earl Thomas. I mean, come on. Earl Thomas. All-time, all-time bird. All-time flick-off of Pete Carroll. We should oh, do yeah. a list of that. The best flick offs of all time. The best flick off. <laughs> because the best birds is, of all time. That shit is up there. That was quite a bird. <laughs> quite a bird. Well, to kind of keep that narrative that that we were discussing. So the Rams offseason, do you think they just need to stand pat? I mean, they have no draft picks. I mean, right. their, their offensive line, they're going to have a big gap with Whitworth because he's going to retire. He's done. Yeah, he's. It was honestly talk about a way to go out, huh? Oh, fuck yeah. Everybody's talking about it. They're like, you know what? Where it's going to be done. And then he won all the, it's just, you know, it's magical. It's a Disney moment of Andrew Whitworth. 40 and years shout out old. to him. Big boys hey. deserve love too, buddy. 40 years old playing offensive line. God bless you. I don't think hey. I could even do it right now. Country strong. Country strong. All right. Well, good for the city of LA. They can uh, now basically say what? They got four championships in eight years? Yeah, some bullshit. <laughs> the, Kings, the Kings won in 2014, so that was the longest time away. But the last like two years, the Lakers, mm-hmm. Dodgers, and Rams have all won. The no, Lakers, the Lakers they, they, they put an asterisk next to that. Yeah, it the Dodgers the too, buddy. They yeah, won in a, a 60-game season, some shit. So, you know, L.A., baby, they just scam everybody out of everything. <laughs> yeah, scammers. Because City the Lakers suck balls this year, so that's that on that. Let's move into the most exciting team in the NBA, Vince. Shall we? Let's move. Let's do it. Yeah, they're playing right now. The good old Chicago Bulls. They're still. They got the Kings tonight. Yeah, and the King, mm. the revamped Kings. They're a lot oh, better now. Oh, yeah. Devonta yeah. Sabonis. They got um. They got uh. What's his name? Dante Divincenzo from the Bucks. You oh. know, it's new look. Uh, he played for. Oh God, I'm gonna get killed if I don't know. It's uh, I want to say he played for Villanova or something like that when Sounds they were like really a good. Nice Irish boy. Yeah. Well, Divincenzo. <laughs> I'm fucking around. Oh, I absolutely. Was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, he's so Italian. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls are good. The Bulls are good. The thing with the Bulls, Pretty though, Pretty good injuries everywhere, all over the place. It's like Jerry Reinsdorf takes over takes over a team and they just get injured. Zach Levine, who is cleared to play, he's playing. Um, he visited with doctors in L.A. on Tuesday. He wanted to meet with the same people that did his ACL when he tore it a couple seasons ago. Um, he's getting periodic soreness, according to Billy Donovan. He swells after games sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. Um, and he's just trying to get to the bottom of it. He said they've obviously done some imaging. He's cleared to play. There's just discomfort. Doesn't feel great. Just kind of depends, which is... Not exactly what you want. He tore his meniscus, right? I think he tore his ACL. Would, no, you wouldn't come back from that that quickly. No, no, this year. I thought you this were talking year. about a couple years ago. Yeah, I I forgot what the exact injury was. Yeah, um, but this is this is the knee that he got surgery done on. Okay, so Which, yeah, if he came back in that time frame, four to six weeks, chances are it's a meniscus. I tore my meniscus. I understand how this goes. You're either going to be super sore or either that or right after PT, you're ready to run through a wall. Yeah. Uh, I was super sore, uh, although my knee was really jacked up. So 
I know how this could go. I think they just got to monitor his minutes. They got to be smart with him because we got to think long term here. And he's and they're going to he's a free agent after this year. Restricted, I believe. Actually, I don't even know if he's restricted anymore. But they're going to try to they're going to try to resign him. Got to make sure he's good. And I'm happy that he's checking it, too, because this is the time of year where you kind of want to do that, because in a couple weeks, they're going to have to start getting on a run. And, you know, today on 216, as it is today, February 16th, posted a GIF on Twitter of Snoop Dogg with his hands in like a praying formation together and smirking and insinuating everything is fine. So he didn't say anything about that. He just posted that GIF, and now we are left to our own devices to try to figure out what that means. And to me, it seems like it's going to be all right. We going to be all right. Hey, good call. There we go. go. There we go. There we go. No, I think we're going to be just fine here. And you know what? I, I've thought to myself, chances are, as an organization, this year, putting all the pieces together, you're not going to make a finals in this year with all these new pieces. It's right. not expected. And hey, if it happens, I'll gladly Fuck be yeah. wrong. All but day, I'm ready. <laughs> what I will say is that if you do come off of this year, and you know your deficiencies. Well, now let's address those deficiencies in free agency. And then now let's make a real run next year. And let's be like Wu-Tang Clan, a.k.a. nothing to fuck with. I mean, that's what you want. That's ideal. Um, to me, this management dude, gets it. Right. And they do, for sure. And they came from organizations that were pretty well built. Um, Eversley came from Philadelphia. And he was in Toronto. And then Artur- Arturis Karnasovas. Vice president came from Denver. So they there were teams that are well built built teams and they've they've done pretty well with it. It's just make sure everybody's good. There's a lot of injuries. Everybody's gonna come back. Uh Pat Williams is back next month. Huge That's for them. Huge. huge. We need Gives a big man. Stability. Yeah. I mean he's not huge, but he's I wanna say six eight, six nine, and he can play the power forward position, which is really important. But the only person keeping him afloat and really as good as they are. Senor DeMar DeRozan. So I feel like he deserves an appreciation segment here, Mike. He's just been on fire. I mean, there, no one could have told me that when they signed him this offseason that he was going to be superstar level. No, no one knew. Everybody was saying it was a horrible. Oh, yeah, horrible everybody pickup. was super critical of it. Worst of the Su- offseason and all this shit. I mean, he's been unconscious shooting the ball for the past seven games yeah he's averaging 37 and a half points per game in the last seven and i'm just gonna lay out the field goal percentage for the last seven 67 field goal percentage against the pacers 50 against the sixers 64 against the sun 68 against the hornets 59 against the timberwolves 60 against the thunder 67 against the spurs two days ago they say that if you're gonna have like a mvp type like champion type all-star good season you're gonna get 50 40 90 50% 50% from field goal, 40 from three, 90 from uh, free throw. DeRozan's hitting over 90% from free throw, free throw right now. And he's shooting, like, the average of this is something like 60% right now. Like, that's ridiculous. His mid-range jumper's unconscious. Not to mention that, but them as a team right now, their scoring percentages across the league are all top eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. 
If they once you they love, get the defense back, man. <laughs> oh, once they get the defense back, and if they could add one more, one more big man that can defend. You, here's the thing: in the off season, you either need to send Vooch to a defense camp, or you got to <laughs> send someone in here who is just a disruptor for Joel Embiid. Because I look at Joel Embiid as our largest obstacle. Yeah, because huge. Vooch can't fucking guard him, and just eats his lunch every single time we play the Sixers. And he's like, he's an MVP candidate. He's honestly top. He's number one in MVP race right now. Um, and beat it. So, Oh, he's not going he's anywhere. Up Shaq numbers, bro. And now they got James Harden, whatever you feel like about James Harden, he's still like a top player in the league. So until you lose four games in a row. Yeah. then he wants to leave. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of he's shit. He's just like, fuck There's this no shit. I'm out. That. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. There's no doubt about that. One thing about DeRozan, so he is on the GQ cover this month. GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly. What's yes, happening? looking fucking so cool on the front page. Love wow. to see it. He told a story about this, and I thought it was really interesting. So for people that don't watch the NBA or whatever, or just blissfully unaware, um, he played for Toronto forever, got dropped. Kawhi comes in. They win a championship. And the whole thing about it is, like, DeMar just couldn't finish what he started. Kawhi came in and finished what he started. Really interesting today. One of the stories he told at the end of his career in Toronto, the last year, I believe, his dad was in pretty bad shape. He was in the hospital. He was flying between games on off days back to L.A. from Toronto or from wherever they were every single time he had an off day. He had a pretty mediocre year that year. People were, like, pissed off at all that shit, and I'm like, you know what? This is his comeback shit. He's like, listen, I'm here to fuck shit up. <laughs> like, you're not going to do it in the Spurs because you're in a system like that. I don't know, man. I'm just happy to see him playing well. Especially oh, this, for our boys. This is uh, probably the best signing of the NBA offseason. Easy. Arguably. It's the complete opposite of what everybody was saying. 100%. So I give this management big props far better than anything Gar and Bax could ever put on the court. And... Now we actually have an opportunity to grow something here in the next three to five years. I don't tied think for first right now, Mike tied for first right now. We're continuing this momentum, even with a down team. It's just, it's great to see. You love to see it. So the heat, you know, they'll, they'll probably be our biggest obstacle next to the bucks. Um, heat bucks, Sixers, baby. Heat bucks, Sixers. And don't forget the Cavs. They might come out of nowhere. Jesus, yeah, I forgot about that. LeBron just might go back to the Cavs. (laughs) Yeah, once his son gets drafted by him, we'll go right there. Who knows? Who knows? Might just be another kid from Cleveland. No, DeMar, man, he will be our saving grace this season and for years to come. So happy he's on this side of the fence finally. we got One thing I am worried about, and he's, like, pretty efficient on the court. He's playing a lot of minutes, and he isn't isn't in his 20s. He's, like, 33, 34, I believe. So – this is a lot of playing minutes for him to get. Um, I'm sure he can kind of endure it, but I'm really excited for guys to get back, get him off his feet a little bit. You don't need him pay- playing 40 minutes a game when you're – right now they're set for a playoff spot. Just keep playing consistently. They're in the playoffs. He just needs – he needs some time to rest his legs. So when the like the actual playoffs come, he can be like, oh, what's up? The closer's here. I think he'll be fine once everybody's healthy. I think they know they have to get him a sufficient amount of minutes to win games right now. Yeah, and, and they're trying to keep that seed. Oh, you have to. It's not like when Derrick Rose was playing, like, you know, when they would play, for example, the uh, 
the Kings, oh. <laughs> he he would just like take the night off. Yeah, so well, you, right. Yeah, you're gonna have to pick and choose here. Certain games where, yeah, you know what, you may not play him as heavy against the Pistons, or you may not play him as heavy against the Kings. Um, yeah, just give him a couple twenty minute nights. You know, yeah, a couple chill nights I think will be helpful. And you drop the game, you drop the game. But now that we start to become healthier, you got IO coming in playing lights out. Kobe's playing pretty well. Kobe, Kobe pisses me off. Yeah, I believe it. That makes sense. (laughs) Like for real, dude, like there's some games where you're like, damn, Kobe white. And then you have other games. You're like, damn, fucking Kobe white. Yeah, no, he. And that's kind of been the story about him the last like two years. Um, Mm -hmm. This year, he's actually playing more consistently than he did last year. Um, A lot of people didn't watch. A lot of people didn't fucking watch last year because they were horrible. Um, But yeah, I mean, the thing is with him, too, is he came back from an injury but also, he's not – it's going to be Io. It's going to be Kobe. They get Lonzo Ball back to take the starting role, and they got Alex Caruso, and that's like four guards. Most of them are point guards. It's going to be interesting. Kobe's probably a shooting guard at this point. Um, but again, you're getting all the depth back, and you're going to get Pat Williams back. But they don't have any big men still, and they're sitting on Tony Bradley. So, as you said before, and it's still the same worry that we had before, bring in a big man. They need it so bad. But right now, you're running out of options. You're going to have the buyout here, and we're going to hopefully see they're going to get some people in buyout. But if they don't, like, you know, that defense has to come up because their defense hasn't been good. And it's fine because they're losing. Pat Williams is one of their best defenders. Caruso is probably the best defender in the beginning of the year. So, they're going to get that back. It's just... It's a different it's gonna game. Be fun to watch. It's gonna be Playoff fun to basketball watch. is a different game, Mike. What's the timeline on Caruso? Do we got that yet? Do we got eyes uh, on it? He was he is coming back right around the same time that Lonzo's coming back because they both Perf. got injured around the same time. Um, so I think that's gonna be sometime in April, if I'm not mistaken. That's the perfect opportunity to go on a run, even if you're in third place. Let's get him back towards end of March, early April. You get him back for those last one, two. Seven games, eight games, and let's go on a run here. Let's just try and stay in the top eight, and then those last games, let's get hot going in the playoffs, build some mo. Dude, my gears are grinded right now. Why are your gears grinding? I was listening. So I listen to a good amount of podcasts because, you know, you might, really? well, you might yeah, as well yeah, research yeah. what you do. Um, so I was listening to one on The Athletic or by The Athletic Guys. I do enjoy it generally, but they had a segment on their podcast, and I don't know the name of it. It's really dumb. They put all their podcasts in one, like, as, like, one artist name or whatever, quote-unquote, in Spotify. So, like, every single podcast is on one feed, but it's just a bunch of different kinds of podcasts. So, whatever. I don't know the name of it. My apologies. They had one segment that was about how the East is so strong. They go in about the Bucks. They won. They should get that respect. Sixers. Nets, who are, I think, ninth in the East right now. They're not even, like, that good right now. They lost, like, 11 in a row. They mentioned the Bulls zero times. They mentioned the Heat. They mentioned the Bulls zero times. The Bulls are tied for first place. Everybody sleeps on them. Good. Let them sleep on them. That's what I'm saying. Keep snoozing, asshole. Like, I really hope they show some shit because I I listened to that, and I was like, oh, East is strong. This is going to be a nice little Bulls segment. I'm excited about this. They didn't say one word. Not even, like, DeRozan's good or, like, hey, Bulls are 
No, because it's all LeBron, 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 Giannis, 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 Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. It's Embiid. Harden, Harden, Harden. But the thing is, is that DeRozan's playing like an MVP candidate. No, let him <laughs> sleep on him. Fuck it. Exactly. That, that's all how day. I view it. Let him sleep. Yeah, we're the only ones talking about him, assholes. <laughs> that's fine, because I'm sick. I'm sick of James Harden. I'm sick of the Simmons thing. We gave it some time a couple weeks ago, but that's all mm-hmm. the time I'm going to give it. It is what it Tired is. Tired of the Kyrie narrative. Just let him do what he's going to hey, do. Let all those fucking divas do what they're going to do. Actually, big report out of Brooklyn. Everybody gets along. <laughs> wow. That came out. It said the vibe in the locker room is wonderful. Everybody likes each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. I started giggling. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous that it's come to that. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. Yeah, we're doing just fine. It's like a failed marriage. It's like the couple's like, we're going to be okay. And then, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this guy just went. His name is Bruce Brown. I think he's he's part of the team. But Bruce. he was just talking about the locker room. He was just like, yeah, everybody likes each other. It's like that's the that is the bottom. That is the floor. Of that's how, how you know no be. one fucking likes each other. That, and they mean they could. It's a new team. They're in their honeymoon anyway. And you like see, Katie, Harden didn't even take uh, Harden didn't even take his own boy for the All Star game. Or Durant didn't. Yeah, Durant well, Harden's not that. on the team anymore. He's like, fuck that. I don't yeah, want I this guy. That was funny, by the way. That whole thing was hilarious. That was, was like, pretty fantastic. I need size. And like Katie's kind of a troll. I don't his comedy is not the same as like Charles Barkley and Shaq at all. Like at all. And you could tell that he kind of just doesn't think they're funny. <laughs> so like for me, from the viewer pleasure, it's funny because like, you know, LeBron's like fraternizing with him or whatever, like chatting, laughing and all that. Katie's just stone faced the whole time. People are like, why is he so angry? I'm like, I love this shit. He just thinks they're all lame. And he's just like sitting there not giving any, any credence to any of it. Oh yeah. You, you gotta love it, man. I think, I think Katie, you know, they got some time left. They're still going to be a, a pest in the playoffs. And, if they make it at this point, they'll make it. Well, I he's mean, injured. Simmons so... will play. Simmons will play. Now that he'll play. Yeah. But even so, I mean, the thing with him, though, and I know you said you didn't want to talk about this, and now we're talking about it, but oh, the thing with fuck. him is that he doesn't need to shoot anymore. Yeah. The Nets are currently the last seed in the playoffs right now. Yeah. I'm looking at this now. I'm like, damn. They are on a one game win streak, but the last 10. One and nine. They went on. A, they There's went no on such thing as a one game win streak. A winning exactly. streak is considered three and. Well, a row. I know that's what it says. Right now, the streak's on win one, so it looks positive. But they're one and nine in their last ten, <laughs> and they got a new team, and it's fine. And Durant isn't playing, and all that. But I don't know, man. There's a lot of good teams in there, but you got to include the Bulls. Oh yeah, you you got to love it. I think definitely something here to uh, monitor and. You know, looking into this offseason for the Bulls, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll definitely get and and shore up Levine. And, you know, yep. if we could get all those boys just, back too. if we could get a big man in, that would just be so it doesn't have to be like a massive guy, right? No, just, just like just somebody the guy. Can just eat boards. There's a guy named Moses Brown that was just dropped. I forgot who dropped. I think Philly did. Um, he played for. I want to say Denver before, but I don't know. I was kind of looking over his stuff because he's he's looking like a bio candidate. Perfect. I just need someone to come in over Tony Bradley. So it's not playing well. And Tony Bradley just doesn't have a spot on this team if they're going to compete. So what if DeAndre Ayton comes to play with the Bulls? Oh, dear God. That'd be cool. It's got to be next year, though. <laughs> Restricted free agent. Highly doubted it would work. I don't, know if you're, I don't know if you're trying to leave the 
Well, we'll see if they resign him. But I don't know if you're trying to leave the Suns for the Bulls right now. The Suns are pretty damn good. Yeah, the Suns are pretty <laughs> locking up the West. Yeah. Well, let's move into the shortest topic. Yeah. Of this episode, baseball. So gen- generally, there'd be nothing about it. Generally, but, there there wouldn't be a thing. I just want to tell them to get their shit to f- get their shit get it together. together. Get, get it their together. Shit together. Today it's was supposed to time. be the official, unofficial, quote unquote, beginning of spring training today. Mm. Or and like and pitchers and catchers are supposed to report. Throwing wrenches in my plans, bro. Throwing wrenches in my plans. Deal's not done. We know this. A scheduled report is is happening today. So at this point, every day that the deal isn't done, not technically pushed back because obviously they'll just like cut some spring training, but they are cutting off like how teams generally function, how players get ready for the season. Right now is the beginning of this is going to fuck up everybody. And like, you know, you're going to hear about it all season. Just get your shit together. You guys have been talking about this for so long. Like you figured out the DH thing. Nice. Good start. Get the rest of your shit together. Just get it all. Take it all. Throw it in a bag. Zip it up and just get it together. Fuck your shit. Get all of it. Get it together. It's going to get pushed till June. I know. It's It just drives me nuts. I hope it doesn't. I hope it's it's done. Within either by the end of the month, I'm hoping that's my optimistic call. I'm thinking more than likely it's going to be end of March. You're going to be flirting with the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And they still got to have a spring training. They still got to. They still have to give that to the players. So right. So truncated season, maybe. It's who knows. Bad. It's going to be bad. The who only knows? Thing maybe it's the start of a shortened season. Maybe they decide, hey, you know what? Instead of 162, we're going to do 82. I would hate that. I would like 120. <laughs> I, I watch so much longest, baseball. It's still the longest season of any sport out there. I love, I love watching baseball. It might be my favorite. I love thing it in the too. World, I so. love it too. It's it's my favorite sport to ever exist. It's what I love more than anything. I'm just saying that it's long for the general public. That shit's long. Yeah, and for kids also, it's definitely going to be something. What I would like to see is robotic umpires. I'm sick. I'm sick of the the Angel Hernandez's of the world. I'm sick of all of it. I'm fucking sick of it. I don't know if we talked about it, actually. They're doing robotic umpires in AAA this year. Mm -hmm. And it needs to go across the board. And that's fine if you want an up behind the plate to have it be his discretion. Yeah. Right? That's smart. Cool. But beyond that, there needs to be a robot calling fucking balls and strikes because Carlos Rodon got fucked yeah. last year. Absolutely fucked. In that oh, ARDS. About that. You're just getting me all grinded. I up. was there. So I, I, I saw the whole thing. I had a bird's eye view. Yeah. He got absolutely fucked. And if we got out of that fifth inning, I'm not, I'm not foreshadowing here, but there is a potential opportunity where they win that game at least series Win that game, not series, not socks and four. That's yeah. yeah, That was, that would have been great if that happened, but my bad socks and five. Yeah, no, they're implementing that in triple a, which I think is like, uh, they test stuff in like independent leagues all the time and like single a and double a and all that. When they put stuff in triple a, like it's getting closer to being legit. So I'm hoping that this is like a, Oh, let's see what's up. And then they're probably going to go to the MLB and implement it in like a very like goofy way, like a dumb way. And then eventually they'll like put it completely in the MLB, which is my hope. But right now, none of that fucking matters because they have to sign a goddamn deal to start the season. So let's make that happen boys. Huh? Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. One more thing. One more thing. 
One more yeah. thing. One more. Juan, Juan Soto turned down a $350 million contract from the Nationals. <laughs> Fucking insane. <laughs> I can only imagine. What, like, I don't know. So you, he might be on the move next year. We'll see. But that's all I wanted to say. Well, $350 million fucking dollars. Get out of here. We'll have to monitor it either that or he wants to wait for the new collective bargaining agreement. So. Probably. See if he can get more. See if he can get more. Well, we'll that see. Was before, that was before the agreement, by the way. They're not doing some illegal shit. Nothing illegal. Right. As far as we know. Well, this is always great, people. Thank you for tuning in to the Tassie Squad Podcast. Kisses. Seven, seven, two, all of them. Mwah. Love you, as always. <laughs> Please, to be sure, follow like it, listen to it. Five stars. Five stars. Most importantly, five stars. Five stars. All right, everybody. Thank you. We'll be back next week as always. Peace.